Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, met fellow adventurers, I am in the city of Trithic. In Blade Square, the Well of Blades. The Well of Blades, a deep, triangular basin set into the precise centre of a small courtyard to the northeast of Blade Square, is as mysterious as it is beautiful. Sparkling silver water fills the pool to within an inch of its engraved whim. Standing at its edge, edge and peering down into the well, you can see the metallic glint of countless swords that rests at the bottom of the glittering heap. Many adventurers believe that tossing a sword into the well of blades will bring them added luck in combat, if wielding a, sp- if wielding a slashing we- weapon. Approach a hooded man standing nearby. He does the waffles. There hasn't been any of those for a while. Toss a sword into the well of blades. You search through your inventory, but aren't able to find any swords that you can toss into the well of blades. Oh well. Maybe later. But more importantly, there are adventures for this location. The Shivering Spring. The bent man, his ragged attire and toothless grin, making up more the part of the beggar than the spellcaster he claims to be, fetches a grimy vial from a pocket inside his tunic and hands the vessel to you to start the adventure. Normal mode, it begins. Can I have just a moment, young man? A moment to lend your attention? the troubles of an old man? The croaking voice, lacking any semblance of pleasantness, momentarily fills you with dread. Expecting to face one of Twifix's countless and often belligerent beggars, you turn and find yourself confronted by an unsettling sight. The old bent man standing before you, 
His thick, matted mane of grey, caked with grime, grins broadly, exposing a mid-shapen jaw decked with jagged, rotting teeth. As if suddenly self-conscious, he ceases smiling and appears to study you closely. Fearing his repeated wet wretch is panting to apply one of his beggar's twigs, you abruptly ask him what it is he wants. Yes, straight to the point of it. That's the way, he says, his voice cracking. Perhaps you'll care to do an old sorcerer a small favour. The bent man, his wagged attire, an unsettling toothless grin, make him look more the part of a beggar than the spellcaster he claims to be. He could be both. What fetches a grimy vial from a pocket inside his sole tunic and hands the vessel to you. It's a grimy vial. Have a closer look at it. This small, filth-covered vial was given to you by the old man you met at the Well of Blades in Twithick. He asked you to fill the vial with water from the shimmering spring. A fountain, he said, he said is to be found in a hidden lair beneath the Well of Blades. A mouldy stopper plugs the neck of the small bottle. Fill that with water from the shimmering springs, and I shall be eternally grateful, he says, stepping back as you take hold of the vial. Do me this small favour, won't you? Curious, you ask him where to find the shimmering spring, and why he doesn't fill the vial himself. His answer is both immediate and unexpected. The rag-clad old man tells you the shimmering spring flows out of the mouth of a grand fountain. Fountain that has, for centuries, stood undisturbed in a hidden lair beneath the well of blades. I know I don't look like someone you can believe, he says, croaking out nearly every other word. But you must believe me. I need the water from the spring. I beg you to bring it to me. Please, you must. Without another word, the old man, hobbling unsteadily, turns and slowly moves away, heading in the direction of Blade Square. You call after him, attempting to discover his name and learn more about his desperate request, including... How it is you're supposed to find the lair beneath the well. He does not turn around. Within a few short moments, he has disappeared from sight. Sufficiently intrigued by his story, you position yourself at the edge of the well and peer down into the clear, glittering water that fills the deep basin. While there is nothing obvious amidst the countless blades heaped at the bottom of the pool that might serve to lend credibility to his tale, you can't help but feel the old man has spoken the truth. Eager to conduct a thorough search of the well, without drawing attention to your activities, 
you decide to return here after dark. When, when Twithic's standing curfew has once again cleared the streets of the Outer Stone. <gasps> I'm going to break the curfew! Oh, naughty, naughty! <laughs> Although, I, I do know the Thanes, so it's probably not really that much of a concern for me. The hour directly following nightfall finds the streets of Twithick nearly deserted. The infrequent, and easily avoidable, patrols of the city watch prove to be your only obstacle, but you effortlessly slip past their notice as you slink through the darkness and make your way to the Well of Blades. The small courtyard, the centre of which is dominated by the deep, triangular bay basin of glittering water stands silent and empty bathed in the bright glow of the nearby full moon realising the entrance to the lair could be beneath the well could be anywhere you carefully consider where to begin your search search the courtyard or search the well of blades I'll start by searching the well of blades Standing at the edge of the well of blades, you peer down, down at the, into the glittering water that fills the deep triangular basin. The countless orbs heaped at the bottom of the pool shimmer brightly in the moonlight, almost making it seem as if the entire well is aflame with ghostly fire. Realising that searching the well would involve diving to the bottom of the deep basin, you carefully consider your next course of action. Hmm. Decide. Hmm. So I could just dive in. Decide to search the well of blades. You step out into the well and secure your footing on the narrow submerged ledge that runs the entire perimeter of the basin. With the grip. With the glittering water lapping at your waist, you take a final swallow of air, and plunge headlong into the deep pool. It takes longer than you had anticipated to reach the bottom of the well. There, amidst a heap of shimmering swords, your lungs feeling as if they might burst at any moment. Okay, maybe I should not have done this. You begin a frantic search for any sign of the hidden entrance to the lair mentioned by the old bent man. Okay, picking a number. Bonus of 60. 20 from woodmanship, 20 from body, 10 from spirit, 10 from might. Got to get 75 or more, or I drown. Yeah, yeah, I think this this might not have been a good idea. Picking it. 88 success. Okay, actually it was a good idea. You pull yourself along... The bottom of the basin, your eyes peeled for any sign of a hidden entrance. Suddenly, in a deep pocket at the bottom of the basin, you spot a dazzling silver glow. Swimming closer to the light, you're shocked to discover that it's animating from the swirling core of a broad silver portal. Certain that you've discovered the entrance to the lair, Redouble your efforts as you struggle to swim down through the churning water that surrounds the magical gate. 
with your breath running low. Oh no! You struggle forward through the churning water that surrounds the glowing portal. At last, with your strength nearly depleted and your air all but gone, you reach the magical gate and pull yourself into the silver vortex. Now let's just hope it end, it it opens out above water. Not sure how that would work. I guess it, water doesn't go through it somehow. But people can. Oh, that's magic for you. It's magic. It doesn't have to make sense. It can be magic. The instant you pass through the Passover portal, you stumble headlong into a silent, lightless void. In a matter of moments, you've lost all sense of direction. Without warning, your surroundings suddenly change, and you find you're standing on a dark, damp corridor that extends out of sight both before and behind you. As you slowly regain your bearings, you begin to realise you must indeed be somewhere in the hidden lair spoken of by the old man. Alright, you're standing in the very spot in which you first appeared in this dark, damp lair. To the east and the west, broad passages disappear into the gloom. With no sign of the silver portal to be had, you quickly realise that you'll need to find another way out of here. If what the old man told you is true. Somewhere in these passages, you'll find the shimmering spring. So in the middle of the northern edge, okay, going along to the south-northwest corner, there's a little square there, and in the corner of the square is something. A statue of a sword-brandishing warrior stands in the corner of the passage. The large sculpture, just over ten feet tall, is turned to face the opposing corner. The statue's white, sword-bearing arm is extended outward and upwards. The tip of the stone sword blade nearly touches the ceiling. Curiously enough, it appears that the arm is attached to the statue via an iron joint, and it might be able to be lowered. Attempt to lower the statue's white arm. The statue's thick, sword-bearing arm refuses to budge. Okay... The walls and floor of this dark lair glisten with moisture. From somewhere off in the distance, you can hear the unmistakable sound of splashing water. Alright, going to... Okay, there's another square. There's another corner. Statue of a sword-brandishing warrior stands in the corner of the passage. The large sculpture, just over ten feet tall, is turned to face the opposing corner. The, stat- the statue's white, sword-bearing arm extended outward and upwards. The tip of the sword's blade nearly touches the ceiling. Curiously enough, it appears the arm attached to the statue via an iron joint might be able to be lo- oh, lowered. Attempt to lower it. And I can't, because I've got to do something first. That's, that's just the rules. Dungeon rules. Okay, 
your progress along the dark passage comes to an abrupt halt as a sinister figure lurches out of the gloom ahead. A skeleton, the remnants of a green tabard hanging in tatters over his suit of decayed armour, hisses viciously as it staggers forward and attacks, swiping out at you with its rusted axe. It's a skeletal champion. The skeletal guardian hacks at you with his rusted axe and is slain. 2xp, you step back from the pile of shattered bones at your feet and quickly scan the darkness in both directions, wary for any sign of movement along the gloom-filled corridor. Confident you are no longer in any intimate danger, you quickly check over your gear before once again setting off on your way. Alright, going down the eastern side. Oh, there's an alcove to the west. You're standing in a small alcove just to the west of the corridor you've been following. A large oval has been engraved in the centre of the floor here. Nope, not got anything oval yet. Head back east. Alright, there's another square. With another statue in the corner. And I can't move the arm. All right, all right. So helm skeleton, the skeleton. There's something that's emerged. A skeleton, the the tatam, the remnants of a green tabard hanging in tatters over his suit of decayed armor, hisses viciously as it staggers forward and attacks, swiping out at you with its rusted axe. It's a helmed skeleton. And it is slain. 2xp. You quickly step back from the pile of shattered bones at your feet. And quickly scan the darkness in both directions. Wary for any sign of movement along the gloom-filled corridor. Confident you're no longer in any intimate danger. You quickly check over your gear before once again setting off on your way. Alright, we've got to the opposite and south end of the dungeon. Here's a question mark. A curious phrase has been engraved on the southern wall of this section of the corridor. Oh good, that will be a clue for how to do it. Examine the engraved phrase. When three, west on air. Holding your faithful like source up to the glistening wall. Reveal the entirety of the short, enigmatic verse. When the three west on air, shall the four lower their guard? I guess the four is the statues, but what are the three? Okay. Okay, I'm going round. There was another statue in another corner. Well, I assume it's another statue. Just going to check. Yep. Yep. It's another statue. Can't move the arm yet. Because the three are not resting on air yet. The skeletal remains of a man clad in a battered suit of scale armour lies at the edge of this section of the passage. A long crack spanning, spanning the entire upper portion of his skull 
seems to indicate this unfortunate soul met with a violent end at this very spot. Probably the skeletons, I guess. Unless there's some sort of boss that's unleashed. You quickly search through the decayed remains of the skeleton and discover a pouch containing a small amount of gold, which you promptly take. 16 gold tokens! Woo! Woo! That's <laughs> so great! No, it doesn't. It's a very small amount. You also find a dagger tucked into the skeleton's rotting belt. The dagger is still in good condition, and you decide to take it with you. It's a dagger. Just a regular, well-crafted dagger. Nothing special about it at all. Satisfied you haven't missed anything, you once again prepare to set off along the dark, damp passage. Alright, here's a skeletal warrior. Swipe it out at you with his rusted axe. Skeleton Guardian hacks you with his rusted axe and is slain. 2 XP. You step back from the pile of shattered bones at your feet and quickly scan the darkness in both directions. Wary for any sign of movement along the gloom-filled corridor. Confident that you're no longer in any intimate danger. You quickly check over your gear before once again setting off on your way. Okay. So, on the west side, there's another alcove pointing into the middle. You're standing in a small alcove just to ease the corridor you're following. A large oval has been grated into the centre of the floor here. Well, let's have another look at that grimy vial. Because it might be that. Because, I mean, that's the only thing I've got. Alright, it's full, small, filth-covered. I'll give it a use anyway. Nope, it's not that vile. Hmm. It's a helm skeleton. Swiping out the rusted axe. And it's slain for another 2 XP. Alright, and I carry on. Alright. Chain clad skeleton. 2 XP. Okay, there's one place I haven't been yet. Chain clad skeleton. 2 XP. Okay, and. Alright, exploring all the places now. Alright, so just north of where that message was. 2xp for a skeletal warrior. Here's something. You're standing in a small alcove just to the north of the corridor you've been following. A large oval has been graved in the centre of the floor here. Hmm. Hmm. What could it be? I don't have anything oval. I didn't get anything. Hmm. 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 Okay, I'm thinking I've just got to keep wandering around until the random battles drop what I need. It's a leather-clad skeleton, rusted axe, it attacks. The skeleton guardian hacks at you with his rusted axe and is slain to XP. 
ready for movement, check over my gear, move on. Okay, uh, now there must be some way. And three west on the edge of the four lower their guard. Alright, three, okay. This is three things. West on the air. Hmm. Okay. Armored skeleton. You, you step back. Confident you're no longer in any danger. 2xp. You check, quickly check over your gear, but once again, setting off in your way. Suddenly. Okay. Finally got ourselves a suddenly. That's good news. Your eyes are suddenly drawn to the centre of the passage. There, lying amidst the splitted bones of your slain skeletal foe. Or slain skeleton assailant. <laughs> to be more alliterative, perhaps is a large, sparkling gem. The amber gem, glittering unnaturally in the dark, is cut into a shape that seems to resemble an eye. Believing the gem may prove to be of some importance, you promptly scoop it up. It's an eye-shaped amber gem. Well, an eye is kind of oval, so that's probably what I need. This large amber gem glitters unnaturally, even in darkness. The gem has been cut into a shape that seems to resemble an eye. With your glittering eye-shaped glittering eye-shaped gem now safely tucked in amongst your other possessions, you once again set off along the corridor. Okay, skeletal champion now. Still gonna fight it. 2xp. Suddenly. Oh, it's another eye-shaped um, amber gem. Okay. Got to get three of them. Okay, the western alcove pointing into the middle of the dungeon. Let's go use that eye-shaped angular gem. And use... Use it... 32 XP to general. You place the glittering eye-shaped gem on the engraved oval and take a single cautious step forward. Without warning, a flash of white light fills the alcove, momentarily dazzling your eyes with the brilliance of its glow. As the fierce light fades, your eyes turn to the gem. Your spark, the sparkling stone no longer rests on the engraved oval. The gem, floating in the centre of a thin column of pale white light, hovers nearly a foot above the engraving. In tweed, you step forward to take a closer examination of the column at, of the column of light, only to be forcibly repelled by an invisible barrier. Okay, one is floating on air. You're standing in a small alcove, just to the east of the corridor you've been following. A large oval has been engraved in the centre of the floor here. A thin column of pale white light rises up from the floor in the middle of the oval and ascends into a seemingly one straight through the ceiling, suspended in the mists of the band of light, slowly rotating, 
is the glittering eye-shaped gem you previously placed within the engraving. Okay, I'm going to find one more eye-shaped gem. Skeletal Champion. 2xp. Suddenly, another eye-shaped gem. Which I, of course, take now to put them in position. To win. So the three can west on air. Admittedly, that <laughs> admittedly it was use the only thing you get on the only place there is, and then you will solve the dungeon. Because admittedly, that's what most dungeons are. I mean, some are a bit more tricky when you got to get dials in the right place or trigger things in the right order. Or remember something that happened a while back or something like that. Or use an item that you didn't get in that dungeon but rather got a lot earlier. Alright, but now it's time to use Eye Shaped Amber Gem. 32 XP to general. You place the glittering Eye Shaped Gem on the engraved top pole oval and take a symbol bolt. Sim bold step backwards without warning a flash of white light fills the alcove momentarily dazzling your eyes with the brilliance of its glow as the fierce light fades your eyes return to the gem the sparkling stone no longer rests on the engraved oval the gem floating in the center of a thin column of pale white light hovers nearly a foot above the engraving Tweed, you step forward to make a closer examination of the column of light, only to be forcibly repelled by an invisible barrier. Okay, now to use the last of the three gems. And then I can move on to the statues. Use the eye-shaped eye gem again, 32 experience, and that's all of them. You place the glittering eye-shaped gem on the engraved oval and take a single cautious step backwards. Without warning, a flash of white, white light fills, fills the alcove, momentarily dazzling your eyes with the brilliance of its glow. As the fierce light fades, your eyes return to the gem. The sparkling stone no longer rests on the engraved oval. The gem, floating in the centre of a thin column of pale white light, hovers nearly a foot above the engraving. Tweed, you step forward to make a closer examination of the column of light, only to be forcefully repelled by an invisible barrier. Okay, now it's time to get to the statue skeletal wire. Get out of my way, you are slain for 2xp. Okay, to the statues. The arms are up, they're in the corner. Attempt to lower the statue's right arm. 64xp to general. With great effort, you manage to lower the statue's thick, sword-bearing arm. The heavy limb groans as it swings downwards. The statue's arm is now fully lowered. The tip of its stone sword is touching the floor. 
Okay. Another skeletal warrior. He's slain for 2 XP. Okay, now I can lower lower the other ones. Lower this one, 64 XP. With great effort, you manage to lower the statue's thick, sword-bearing arm. The heavy limb groans as it swings downwards. The statue's arm is now fully lowered, the tip of its stone sword touching the floor. Okay, that's two of them down. Now the other two. Alright, lower the arm, 64 XP. One more to go. Then one in the northeast corner. And lower the arm, 64 XP. Off in the distance, somewhere to the north, you hear the unmistakable sound of stone grating on stone. Alright, ah! Now I can go from the north to the middle passage. Okay, I'm one step off the middle. There I go. A massive fountain dominates the centre of this broad square chamber. Standing in the middle of the deep basin that surrounds the base of the fountain is a life-size sculptural woman. Her head turned down as, she, as if she's staring at her feet and her hands cupped to catch the steady stream shimmering water that pours out of a spout in the ceiling far overhead. The din created by the glittering water as it splashes down over the statue's hands and into the basin is strangely alluring. You have no doubt that this fountain hidden in the centre of this dark mysterious lair somewhere below the well of blades is the shimmering spring. Suddenly, a ghastly moan echoes throughout the chamber as a lurching figure suddenly steps into view from behind the fountain, the watting, wag-clad being, the putrid stench of its decayed flesh filling the air, moves towards you. Its arms outstretched and its claw-tipped fingers sprayed. Alright, this is the boss, I guess. Well, the final and presumably toughest guardian. Hold your ground and engage the menacing ghoul. I could have fled, but who's going to do that? Not me. Not in any... Not in any timelines that stuck around, anyway. You draw yourself into a combat-ready stance. As the sinister ghoul bears down on you. This is a guardian ghoul. The wag-clad ghoul moans as it swipes at you. Lays a brutal stroke for seven damage, but is slain. Again! Your final blow sends the ghoul sprawling to the floor at your feet. The hideous undead creature moans pitifully as it weaves about on the damp stone. Suddenly, the ghoul leaps to its feet. The piercing shriek that echoes throughout the chamber. The unvicious undead guardian, again, risen, hurls itself at you with a frenzied attack. It's a guardian ghoul. Okay, 
Well, the wag-clad ghoul moans as it swipes at you, but is slain. 19 XP. As before, the defeated ghoul staggers back to his feet and attacks, swiping out at you with its jagged, decaying fingertips. It's a guardian ghoul. The wag-clad ghoul moans as it swipes at you and is slain. 18 XP. 128 XP to general. And it's done. It's not getting up again. The ghoul... The ghoul sinks to the floor at your feet. This time, however, much to your relief, the vile undead menace does not again rise. You step back and exhale sharply. Thankful to have survived the brutal engagement. Without warning, the ghoul's wagged remains begin to weave. You assume a defensive stance and watch. Wide eyes as the creature's rotting body dissolves into a shallow, bubbling pool of grey ooze. Lying on the damp floor in the exact spot where the slain ghoul lay only moments ago the thin black wing. Now and again, the wing quivers, rattling against the stone upon which it rests. Alright, I can take it or not, but I can use divination to find out whether it's a bad idea or a very, very bad idea. Divination. Succeeded. You sense a powerful awe of evil surrounding the black wing. Despite this, you sense the wing in itself is, is wing itself. You do not sense the wing itself is inherently dangerous. All right, I'll take it then. You reach down and pick up the wing. The quivering band becomes still the moment you close your fingers around it. Unidentified thin black wing. Now and again, this thin black wing quivers. You feel uneasy whenever you're, whenever this wing is on your finger. Then I guess I just won't put it on my finger unless it has some really good stats. You are a massive fountain dominates the centre of this broad square, sem square chamber. Standing in the middle of the deep basin that surrounds the fountain is a life-size sculpture of a woman. Her head turned down as if staring at her as if she's staring at her feet, and her hands cupped to catch the steady stream of swimming water that pours out of a sprout in the steep ceiling far ahead. The din created by the shimmering water as it splashes down on the statue's hand and into the basin is strangely soothing. You've no doubt that this fountain Hidden in the centre of this dark, mysterious lair, somewhere below the well of blades, is the shimmering spring. Particular item made of use. Alright, let's go fill that vial up. Use the vial. 128 experience, the general. You're on stop of the grimy vial and hold the bottle under your... under the stream... Stream of shimmering water falling from the statue's hands. In a matter of moments, the vial is filled. 
withdraw the filth-covered vessel, replace its stopper, and once again secure it in amongst your other belongings. Having completed what you set out to do, you realise you must now find your way out of this gloomy lair. As you prepare to leave this chamber, your eyes are suddenly drawn back to the statue standing in the centre of the well, and what they behold profoundly startles you. Statues standing in the centre of the fountain is no longer gazing into the shimmering water collecting in the basin at her feet. The sculpture's woman's head is now turned to the north. The statue appears to be staring directly along the corridor. Unnerved by the inexplicable change that's come over the statue, and having no desire to remain in the presence of the strange sculpture, you quickly prepare to set out on your way. Okay, there's alcoves to the northeast and west of this this fountain, starting to the west. A large stone chest stands against the back wall of this broad alcove. Ornate engravings adorn the massive stone container. Much to your surprise, the chest has no visible locking mechanism. Pier could be easily opened. Then open it I shall. You lift the heavy stone lid and quickly discover the chest contains a large quantity of gold. 165 gold tokens. After collecting the gold, you clear away a thin layer of debris at the bottom of the chest and are surprised to find a short sword. The weapon bears the mark of fine craftsmanship and you immediately reach in and take hold of it. View. Short sword is of superior quality, so it gives a melee weighting of plus three. And possibly more importantly, I can throw it into the well. With the chest now empty, you stand up and step back from the massive stone container. Now it's empty. Okay, self alcove. A large stone chest stands against the back wall of this broad alcove. Ornate engravings adorn the massive stone container. Much to your surprise, the chest has no visible locking mechanism. It appears it could easily be opened. Open it up! You lift the heavy stone lid and quickly discover the chest contains a large quantity of gold. 122 gold. After collecting the gold, you clear away a thin layer of debris at the bottom of the chest and are surprised to find an opaque black gem. The gem emits a faint hum. Inexplicably, you are overcome by the desire to reach in and touch the faceted stone. The instant your fingers brush against the gem, a staggering jolt passes through your hand and along your arm before rapidly dissipating. The black gem quivers for several moments then suddenly disintegrates. But the ancient magic long contained in its core has already been infused into you. 256 experience to general and 64 experience to all skills and powers. Very nice. With your hand and arm still tingling from the unexpected jolt, you step back 
from the empty chest. Okay. One more to go. The eastern alcove. A large stone chest stands against the back wall of this broad alcove. On eight engravings adorn the massive stone container. Much to your surprise, the chest has no visible locking mechanism. It appears it could be easily opened. Then open it, I shall! You lift the heavy stone lid and quickly discover the chest contains a large quantity of gold. After collecting the gold, that's 138 gold tokens. After collecting the gold, you clear away a thin layer of debris at the bottom of the chest and are surprised to find a pair of well-made splint gauntlets. You reach down and pick up the set of hand armor splint gauntlets. These are superior and they give five stamina points. Yeah, so this would be a pretty... Pretty okay quest to go on if it's your first quest. Well, one of your first quests. Hmm. But for me, it's not. I've done practically everything else by now. With the chest now empty, you stand up and step back from the massive stone container. Okay, to the exit. Chain clad skeleton, just gonna bash that. 2xp. Alright, change that scale clad person, bash, another 2xp. You're standing in the very spot in which you first appeared in this dark, damp lair. The east, west, and south. Broad passages disappear into the gloom. With no sign of the silver portal to be had, you quickly realize you're going, you'll need to find another way out of here. Okay, how am I going to do that? I, don't, I haven't seen any clues. Suddenly, without a sound, a silver portal takes form against the north wall. The dazzling gate, its churning core bathing you in its bright, pulsing glow, hovers only inches above the damp stone floor of the passage. Okay. Silver portal hovers inches above the floor against the north wall. The bright light emanating from the silent, churning core of a magical gate flickers as it drapes itself along the corridor. Now I'm going to hold my breath, take a deep breath, just in case, just in case this one drops me underwater. Step into the silver portal. The instant you step into the silver portal, your vision blurs and you lose all sense of time and place. Then suddenly, without warning, your sight clears and you find that you're once again standing in the small courtyard, only a few feet from the edge of the Well of Blades. Now and again, the moon peers out from a break in the ceiling of dark clouds that churns through the sky over Twithick leaving you to believe that dawn is still some ways off. You just began to wonder when and how you will meet up with the old bent man, for who you ventured into the hidden lair beneath the well, where the unmistakable sound of soft footfalls suddenly echoes through the square. You instinctively spin around, 
Prepare to face whoever is advancing upon you from behind. Now let's... Let's look at this grimy vial as it changed. This is a small... Hmm. Alright, who is it? Moving slowly forward. So slowly towards you out of the darkness. His eyes darting. Darting across the empty quadrangle, the old man whose grimy vile you filled at the shimmering spring. A wild look momentarily crosses his face as he draws up to you. The look fades, and he manages to smile. Then, in a low, croaking voice, he asks if you've been to the spring. Without saying a word, you retrieve the filled vial from amongst your possessions and hand it to him. His eyes widen as he reaches out and takes the stoppered bottle. I don't believe what I see, he says, mumbling the last few words as he repeatedly turns the vial over in his hands. I wish that I might have looked upon the spring, but no matter. Thank you. The water from the spring possesses properties. I do not hope. To comprehend, but the water isn't for me. It is for someone very dear, someone very ill. Again, thank you. Now, I must go. I must. The sounds of voices approaching the courtyard send your pulse racing. The old man tucks the vial back into the inside pocket of his grubby tunic and flashes a and glance in the direction of the narrow lane that leads into Blade Square. The two of you share a quick, knowing glance. One of Twithick's roving nightly patrols is making its way towards the Well of Blades. Oh no, it's the law! The sound of the group of guardsmen approaching the courtyard spurs you to action. With no desire to be caught out after the curfew, you hopefully cast your gaze about the dark quadrangle, seeking another way out of the well square. Thank you again, friend, croaks the voice of the old man from somewhere to your left. You've done more good tonight than you'll ever know. Farewell. Mind yourself now. They're coming. You turn to look at the old man, curious as how he expects to escape from the courtyard before the arrival of the guards. There is no longer any sign of him. It is as if the old bed man has vanished. It's like he's a he's like he's magic or something. Because he probably is. Oh well. Well he definitely is. I mean he said so right at the start. But this confirms it. As the glow of a lantern splashes across the stones, the mouth of the lane enters the courtyard. You slip back into the shadows and press yourself up against the wall. Three guardsmen are brought in a friendly ar argument over the walls of Traitor's Gambit, a popular but difficult pard game adjo adjoined in our houses throughout the North Broadlands. 
No, 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 you don't, you don't put the, the loo, losing to the banks under the third square, that makes the game go on for hours. <laughs> Move into view and approach the edge of the well of lanes, wasting no time. You steal through the gloom and dart into the lane from which the guards just emerge, passing swiftly along the narrow street and into Blade Square. As you move through the darkened streets, your thoughts return to the old man and his parting words. You've done more good tonight than you'll ever know. As you reach the western edge of Blade Square, you narrowly avoid a pair of guardsmen as they enter the quadrangle. When they are gone, you step out of the sunken doorway that served to conceal you and hurry off. For you're not certain there would be any particularly harsh consequences, even had the guards discovered you what with being a good friend of the Thane and all. The thought of any unnecessary entanglements is enough to hasten you on your way, towards the relative comfort and safety of some place off the city streets. You've had enough adventure for one night. And that finishes this adventure for 512 experience to general. And that's okay. Okay, now I can toss a sword in. I have one sword I can toss, and I've just got it. It's a superior sword, so I could sell it for money, but I'm just going to throw it back into the well. Mag Please note, magical and spe special swords will not appear as options. Swords tossed into the well are gone for good. Yep, yep, you don't want to do that. You don't want to accidentally... Gently toss one of Tally's swords in there. I mean, you'd look like a total doofus if you did that. Yes. So, you, so that option is just not there. Toss your superior short sword into the well. You're no longer carrying it. You toss your short sword into the well of blades and watch as the blade sinks swiftly to the bottom of the deep glittering pool, though you can't discern how, you feel somewhat different. Okay, there we are, blade to the city gates. Now, skills Arcania, it is time to identify that wing. It's a wing of dark might, 16 XP to Arcania to identify it. Alright. Let's scroll down and see what it is. Wing of Dark Might. One melee waiting, one might. No good for me, but if I'd done this quest a lot earlier, when I only had three wings, that would have been a good thing to get. Now and again, this thin black wing quivers. You feel uneasy whenever this wing is on your finger. Ancient. Dark magic courses through this strange band. Okay, and that is that. All right. 
yeah, this is a, that was a very early quest. You only need to have done the Caves of Westworld. So if you did that, get your spike wing, then you plop up, then you zoop over. Okay, you probably get your adventurer's wing. Okay, you get your adventurer's wing, then your spiked wing, then you get that wing. In that situation, you would equip it. But anyway, so next time we'll be doing something else. What shall it be? What shall it be? Well, hmm. Maybe. Well, we've done everything in Twithic, the wayward payment. Well, the main Twithic page, anyway. Hmm, 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 hmm. What to do, what to do, what to do, what to do, what to do. What about the giants of... Maybe not? Well, there's two things to do in the Goblin Claw Inn. They're pretty short adventures. I think I'll do those next. Or maybe something will turn up. And in that case, until then, whoever happens, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.